открываю глаза, тоже в силах помочь мне разразилась гроза. Среди гроха того я, будь со мной, мой Господь, сохрани, пока буря пройдет, пока буря не стихнет, грозовой не сгинет вид, стоит туч, не покинут небослон, удержи сбереги. Силой руки сохрани, пока буря пройдет. День наступит, погожий бури сгинут во мгле. Быть в присутствии Божьем хочу мир на земле. Где на зло не встревожит, так позволь мне Господь. Быть с тобой, пока буря пройдет, пока буря не стихнет, грозовой не сгинет вид, стоит уж не погибнут небосвод, удержи береги меня силой руки, сохрани. Пока буря пройдет, сохрани, пока буря пройдет. Keep me safe till the storm passes by. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Thank you. This is how we sing in our churches. The music is the same and the words are different. Thank you, Pastor. Thank you. Uh, but we worship the same God and have the, share the same joy. Now, I should ask, uh, Pastor, until what time again? Because I am on Ukrainian time. I always say this. Ukraine is seven hours plus. So my body thinks that I've got seven more hours to preach. <laughs> okay. All right. No, I'm. Uh, I will behave. Okay. <laughs> Thank you, Pastor. It's a it's a real joy to share something from the Word of God that's been on my heart and been blessing to me, and uh, it's always a joy. I told you there's not enough churches in Ukraine to go to, not enough preaching, uh, therefore, and so seeing churches here and people is just such a blessing. Some of you may be, especially us, younger generation, we tend to take things for granted, but I do encourage you to not to take this uh, liberty of having a church to go to and the liberty to go to it without any persecution for granted. It's, a sh it's surely a, a blessing from God. And God has His uh, way of bringing joy into our uh, lives as as his children he loves us he loves us and why wouldn't he be bringing joy into our lives especially he has set us free from our sins that cause so much suffering we can live a happy life now we can be joyful we can and we do we go through life and we witness so many of god's blessings and get used to them sometimes don't we and we just uh 
forget, you know, that uh, the joy of the Lord is our strength. And this is something that I want to preach about tonight. The joy of the Lord is my strength. Would you please turn your Bibles with me to uh, Gospel of Luke chapter 10. Gospel of Luke chapter 10. There's another name that I always debate. How should I call my sermon or should I call it uh, uh, at all anything? You know, I want to say the real, there's a real joy one true source of real joy for a Christian. Did you know that? Amen. Or another, maybe, maybe another name for my sermon is, What would the devil have to do to steal our salvation? Now, uh, no heretic here. You'll, you'll understand what I'm saying. About it. There's nothing he can do about it. But there's different ways to approach what I'm going to be talking about tonight. Now, but I am from a different, from the opposite side of the globe. So we will be looking at some things from the opposite angle today. Okay, I want you to read a verse with me. Jesus Christ Himself, our Savior, our Lord, gives us a perfect reason to always have joy. It's found in, uh, uh, in Luke chapter 10, verse, uh, verse 20. Luke chapter 10, verse 20. He says, notwithstanding, in this rejoice not that the spirits are subject unto you, but rather rejoice, because your names are written in heaven. He says that to his disciples, whom he has given power to go and to raise the dead and to heal the sick, to cast out demons, to do all kinds of miracles, and they did that. And they came back to him with this joyful report, leaping for joy. Oh, Lord, even the spirits are subject unto us. And Jesus, listen, I like to picture things when I read my Bible. And I believe Jesus was just listening to it. Oh, how great. Yeah. <laughs> but he says, I'm telling you, that's nothing. In this rejoice not. I'll, t- I'll give you a reason why you should be happy. He says, it's because your names are written in heaven. Amen. Because there's just one sure thing that there is, is that you are saved through Jesus Christ. Everything else may change. They were casting out demons, they were raising the dead, but what if it does not happen tomorrow? Should they lose their joy? Will the devil come around and steal you? We know he comes around to steal, to kill, and to destroy. He cannot steal our salvation, but he can surely steal the joy of it. He can substitute our values with with His kind of tricky things, you know. Even the blessings of God, even the ministry that the apostles were doing, they were happy about it. But Jesus saw to the root. He says, no, be careful basically here. Don't build your joy on those things. No, because when it's not so, when you get sick, you're not always, we're not promised to be healthy, are, are we? We're not promised to to do well all the days of our life. No. We do enjoy God's blessings, but don't we know how it happens sometimes? Don't we have sad days? And in those days, that's when we are tried. What is our joy based upon? Do we depend on the things in this world? I mean the good things even. The blessings of God. Yes, comfort of our family is a blessed thing. I believe it comes directly from God. So many families are ruined 
A precious wife or children, healthy children, it surely is a blessing. But still, Jesus says, no matter what you have, and it, it brings joy to our heart. And we should be grateful to God. But Jesus says, there is a better thing that you, if you base your joy on top of that, you will always have that joy. Because that's, uh, that's never going to change. It's something that will never change, simply. And so, like I told you, um, we'll be looking at some things from a different angle today, tonight. And um, the devil, we know he cannot do anything, right? He can't do anything, basically, to us. It's, it's a done deal that we are saved. When Jesus said it's finished, it's finished. But let's suppose, for just these few minutes, that he could do something. Let's just suppose. And let's see what would it really take him. What would he have to do to, for us to lose our salvation? I'll tell you what. First thing he, will, he would have to do, he would have to make God's grace insufficient. Can he do anything about it? Oh, I'll read several scriptures tonight. Ephesians 2.8 says, For by grace are ye saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. By grace. God's grace is, uh, is sufficient. He was sufficient to save you and me. It was sufficient. It was so, it's so sufficient that even God's throne is called after its name. It's the throne of grace. Praise the Lord. It was God's grace that brought us to salvation, to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. So while we were yet sinners, His grace was sufficient. Oh, surely it's now sufficient to keep us safe forever. <laughs> Praise the Lord. The, the, the blood of Jesus Christ was not uh, spelt in vain for you and me. Praise the Lord. One, it's applied, it stays there. It's, it stays there. Praise the Lord. We, uh, me and Natasha came here to America and, you know, we're used to different things there. I mean, the things that we buy in the stores and uh, going through Walmarts here. We were looking for a detergent, for a bleacher, for bleach. And, oh, that was the, I, I had no idea, you know, buying a, a bleacher or a bleach, was it? to bleach out stains. It was the hardest task, really. Because it said, it kept saying things, but, you know, uh, is it going to change the color? Is it, is it going to... But, I mean, and we bought some. It was, it, we bought some that said everything on it. It had everything on it. I mean, it will take any stain away instantly. It just did not list one thing. It won't, it won't take your soul to heaven, but it will do everything else for you. Oh, Lord. And we got that. It didn't work at all. I had some. Maybe we got the wrong kind. Maybe it's, it wasn't for the wrong fabric. I don't know. But what I'm saying is His blood is a perfect detergent for any stain, <laughs> any sin that may be, you know, it may stick there so well. It, it's, it's natural there. Jesus Christ spelled his, his blood and it will take it away. Praise the Lord. Nothing the devil can do to make God's grace insufficient. Another thing he would have to do, he would have to take, make Jesus Christ take back his righteousness from us. That's something that Jesus give, has given you and me. And he's not taken back. Never. He dressed us. He took away those filthy rugs and regs. Uh, rugs or regs, I don't know. But like I told you, if I switch to Russian... <laughs> You just switch me back. 
And he's given us this perfect, perfect garment. And he's not taking it back from you. You may, never, you may not feel like you're wearing one, but that's exactly what you have. There's no, way, uh, no, need, no need for you, brother or sister, to lose that joy. There's no need, because the joy of the Lord is your strength. As long they, have you ever noticed that before we start making mistakes, before we start singing, committing some, some sins or say, behaving like we hate we do, before that we always lose our joy. You know, it's when you don't have that joy reading God's word. It's when coming to church and fellowshipping with God's children does not make you that much joyful, you know. When your salvation, you know you're saved, but you're so used to it, you don't feel so joyful about it. When you lose that joy, the devil comes around and he just kind of substitutes it, you know, with something. And then he takes away that something and then you don't have joy. And then that's where you go weak. Don't, haven't you noticed that it's when we're shouting and praising God and we love His Word and we love to pray. We wait for the service to take place to go to it. When we're full of joy, we're strong. That's why I believe the Word of God says, The joy of the Lord is my strength. And the devil knows he can do anything about your salvation, but he can do something to that joy. That's when he'll do his, his things. Another thing that the devil would have to do, he would have to make the faith of Jesus Christ a false faith. I'll explain what I mean. We know the world believes everything. There's so many things that you, you think you've heard it all, and then you hear a program or something, watch some kind of a tribe on a television, you know, somewhere in distant Pantanal or something, what they worship and how they believe, you know. It just feels like there's no limit to the craziness of, <laughs> of mankind, you know. The further away they go away from this light, the, the further away they go into this darkness, the more weird things they believe. And there's one true belief, one true faith that will have you said. I'll read the scripture, Ephesians, Ephesians 2, 8 again says, For by grace are you saved through faith. What faith? Some people, even in, within the Christian circle, they believe, you know, all kinds of things that are not even considered as Christians by other Christians. But, but, Jesus says in Galatians 2.16, we read that knowing that a man is not justified by works of the law, but by faith of Jesus Christ, even we believed in Jesus Christ, that we might be justified by the faith of Christ. Three times, Apostle Paul says here, the faith of Jesus Christ. That's the only true faith. There's nothing the devil can do about it. There may be all kinds of religions there, but there's no other name under heaven. There's no other name. Nobody else died for the mankind. Nobody was innocent and died for the sin of others. Nobody. There's no, there, there has been and there will never be. There's just one true faith. And there's nothing the devil can do about it. No matter how many substitutions or he can try to come up with and, and convince people, all the different philosophies even, you know, beautiful. I mean, Buddhism, I, I dealt with Buddhists and what they say is so beautiful. I mean, the calamity, the peaceful mind and all, no worries, you know, Hakuna Matata and, and all of that. I mean, it's beautiful to believe that and, and, and they get, get so absorbed with it. They believe that's what getting them, you know, closer to, to some sort of a deity that they imagine. Oh, 
There is no other name. Praise God for the true faith of Jesus Christ. As the Word of God says three times in just one verse. And for the true Bible that tells us these things. Praise God for the light that shines bright. And that we don't, no longer have to be in darkness. Please never lose that joy. The Lord Jesus Christ is the one true Lord. And what you believe, you believe right. There's no other faith. Another thing the devil would have to do, he would have to cancel the forgiveness of your sins. Or, I should rephrase myself, he would have to make God remember your sins. Doesn't the Word of God tell me that God says there are sins and iniquities, shall I remember no more? What a blessed uh, verse. <laughs> we serve a perfect God. Us humans, we are imperfect. We forget things and then all of a sudden we remember it. It's back. We recall it. But I believe when God forgets things, He forgets them perfectly. <laughs> he is a perfect God. I believe when the accuser of the brethren approaches Him and says, Oh, how can you save Him? Look at what He just did. Oh, look at what she just said. God says, I'm sorry, I have no idea what you're talking about. Is it something I've forgiven? I don't remember it then. <laughs> Praise the Lord, that's kind of God we serve. And He's got a good sense of humor. Amen. He's the creator of it. I, I like uh, the way our God handles things. Sometimes it's just so amazing, you know, how He can... How He can have us saved and nothing can separate us from that love. That's another thing the devil would have to do. He would have to separate us from the love of Christ. Just for the sake of time, I just got about 100 more points to go through. So I will not... <laughs> no, no, I'm just kidding. It's, it's about 70 though. <laughs> Basically, all the Bible tells us, gives us reasons and after reasons, you know, why... Nothing can happen to our soul once it's sealed. But one of those things is surely the love of Jesus Christ. And nothing can separate us. It gives us a pretty good list there. But I believe it can be anything could be added to that list. Anything on earth or in heaven or under earth could be added to that list. And still the devil would find nothing that could separate us from the love of Christ. Because while we were yet sinners, he loved us enough to come and die for us. <laughs> That we might be saved. What can separate us from His love when we uh, came and received the power to become His sons? Praise the Lord. There's nothing the devil can do about it. Oh, what a God we serve. Another thing the devil would have to do, he would have to make God deny His commitments. There are some commitments that God has settled and then they're going to stay. Some promises, some words that he said, that nothing's going to alternate that. Nothing. Uh, Philippians 1.6 says, Being confident of this very thing, that he which began the good work in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. Like I said, sometimes we don't feel like we are living the way we should and you know the devil comes around and fools i've met christians who think they can lose their salvation what they forget is that they're being saved not because what who they are what they do there's someone greater someone faithful who has begun a good work in them and he will not quit performing that work until the day jesus comes praise the lord for such a promise
There's nothing the devil can do about it. There's nothing he can do to stop Holy Spirit working in you. You may not feel it. Feelings are not to base your decisions upon or to make your conclusions. Feelings are whether to enjoy something good or to reject something bad. That's what I believe the feelings are for. But God has given us a sober mind filled with faith which believes His Word no matter, no matter what, our chain, what, what, what mood change we have at the moment. Praise the Lord that He is faithful. I may not be faithful. I'm a human. I try to be. I do my best. But God does the rest. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Another thing that the devil would have to do, he would have to change the, word, the meaning of the word eternal. I'm so glad the Bible says it hundreds, I don't know how many hundreds times. Eternal life, eternal life. Eternal salvation, praise God. Eternal, by definition, means something that when it, once it's there, it's there. No matter what. That's the definition of the word eternal. It's not something you get in the morning and then you do something that you don't know, no longer have and then you regain it back at night and, you know, tomorrow morning and then you lose it again and then, no, it's eternal. Apart from the opposite from temporal. <laughs> It's just that simple. He, he cannot do anything. We, if, if we just remember that little word, it's a reason enough for us to be joyful and to leap for joy because our names are written in heaven and there's nothing he can do about it. Another thing the devil would have to do, he would uh, have to break the seal of the Holy Ghost. Did you know that you are sealed in the day of your salvation? When we served in the military... Uh, the, uh, the officers had a strange way of locking their offices when they would go home after their work day. They would take a piece of plasticine attached to their door and then every one of them had a personal seal that they would just stamp that plasticine and just leave. And it was supposed to stay on that door when they get back in the morning. It means the office has not been opened. Well, of course, sometimes the... A janitor would come, you know, a, a lady. She does not care what's the seal or no seal. She just opens the door and mops the floor, and everybody's in trouble in the morning. Us soldiers, you know, we're being interrogated what happened, and just crazy, why not lock the door? <laughs> you know, that's the way our seals are like. And, you know, the, the, the youth may not know this, but I'll reveal you a mystery. There were times when there, were no, when there was no text messaging. There were times when there were no even cell phones. And if a noble man, say a king, wanted to know another man to know something, they would send them a message by, written by hand. There was such thing as writing by hand. They would write and they would attach a seal to it, a royal seal. They were too important to walk and, or ride a horse to give it to themselves. So they would send a messenger. And if the roll or a folded letter arrived with the seal, the recipient knew the message was kept secret. This is how all the wars was done and, 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 and other things. If the, mess, if the seal was broken, that was probably the last message that messenger had to deliver. But praise God, when we arrive, every single seal is going to be there. When we reach our destination. I'll read a verse. Ephesians 1.13 says, In whom 
ye also trusted, after that ye heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom also after that ye believed, ye were sealed with that Holy Spirit of promise. This is not me. This is the word of God telling us this. We are sealed with that Holy Spirit of promise. God did something to us that is very secret. The devil probably does not even know where that seal is. He, can, he cannot break it, even if he knows where it is. He cannot break it. Praise the Lord. That seal is there forever. There's nothing he can do. Another thing he would have to do for us to lose our salvation, he would have to pluck us out of the family of God. God did not just save us. He did not just cleanse us from our sins. He made us His family. He's given us a new birth. He's given us a new life. He made us His heirs. We're going home one day. He's our Father's house. Jesus taught us to pray to our Father because that's who, who we are. We are His children. He's our Father. He's got inheritance for us. And nothing is going to change that. There's nothing the devil can do to kind of uh, take you out, you know, of, of, of the family of God. One uh, blessing that I learned here in America, I, I, just all the more, you know, reasons to, uh, to see how blessed a country it is. Uh, according to the American law, if you adopt a child, you cannot mark them off your will. You can take your own children out <laughs> if you want to. But if you adopted a child... He is there. It's against the law. The government won't let you do it. Isn't that true? I don't know. That's one, one of the things I found out. It was such a blessing to me. Because I'm glad I'm not his son by birth. <laughs> I'm glad I'm his son by adoption. Praise the Lord. He's not going to mark me off his will no matter what. Even on earth they don't do that. It's, it's against the law. Well, praise God for such a love. And such a care for my soul. Praise Jesus that he died for me. And, and gave me such an inch, uh, assurance of salvation. Amen. Praise God. I like that he said these words here. That no, oh, even if glorious things happen. You may be a glorious missionary. You may see thousands of souls saved. You may cast out demons even as they did here. He says forget it. It's nothing. In this rejoice not. But rejoice that your names are written in heaven. That's the biggest and the most happiest thing that can happen to you. Have your name written in the book of Lamb. And I'll just give you, I won't go through all the 700 points. I'll just give you one more uh, reason not to lose that joy. We know that Jesus has gone to prepare a place for us, hasn't he? And he's already got you a mansion up there. And I don't think there will be a, a mansion that us walking there in glory with God and see this place, beautiful place, and it's empty. Oh, we probably asked Jesus what happened. Oh, their spiritual GPS was not up to date. They just didn't make it. I don't think there will be a situation like that. I think every one of those mansions will be inhabited. Jesus got your place and you're getting it. You will be there. He wouldn't be getting it for you if it was so shaky as, as the devil tries to, to have us believe. No, it's, it stays there for good. I believe this is why Jesus 
gave us that perfect reason to always feel joy. And it's always so important to really feel that joy because it's the endless well that we can draw from. Anything, basically, any situation in our life can change. There can be a will of God for some strange things to happen to us. But there's one thing that you can count on. will never change. It's your name written in His book. Praise God. This is why in this rejoice not that things happen to you, but rather rejoice, rather, all the more. Above all things, rejoice that your names are written in heaven. I hope it was encouraging to you folks. But I should say that you cannot lose it only if you have it. If you don't have it, nothing is going to replace it. Everything else, we've already seen that everything else is so shaky. Everything else, the devil just, you know, manages sometimes the way he wants. There's only one thing he can do nothing about. Is if you have your name written in the book of Lamb. God himself tells you. That if he writes your name. It will stay there forever. As millions. And probably billions of Christians throughout the history. Have witnessed with their lives. Don't tarry. None of us is promised a tomorrow. Today is the day of salvation. The word of God says. Today, your today is when you hear a clear message, a clear gospel. That's when your today is. It's not tomorrow. I wonder, you know, the statistic says that uh, every two seconds a soul passes out in eternity. Somewhere, somehow, on the face of the earth. Killed in combat or for natural causes. But every two seconds. We're here for an hour. That means that what? 1,800 souls die, and 1,800 people. That's a big crowd. But I wonder how many of those people counted on seeing a tomorrow. Some probably knew that, yeah, this, is, this was their last hour. But some were just crossing the road, just passing by another car with a sleeping driver. Some had no idea it would happen. So many families crying at this moment because they lost their loved ones. And there's, no, there's not going to be another chance for them. The Word of God says that it is appointed unto men to die. No matter how you die, you're going to die one day. We don't know when. God keeps His secret from you so you could be more decisive about it. So you wouldn't tear you. So you wouldn't trick yourself and fool yourself into thinking that there's still time to do it. That's the perfect time to do it today. Amen. As every Christian will tell you. Don't tarry with a dear soul. There's no second chance in hell. That's why you're given this life. To make this all important decision. To have your name written in that book. So when you arrive, yes, you're on the list. You can enter the glory and the joy of your Father. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Pastor, for these wonderful moments. I'm glad one day there will be no more goodbyes. And we'll get to sit down and show each other our places. And I hope there will be all of us there. But if there's a soul that does not have the assurance, it could be a, a sign that you're not saved. That you need to confess to God your sins and ask Him to be your Savior, your personal Savior. 
forgive your personal sins. It's not a membership in a club. It's being a member of God's family. Praise the Lord. He is a living God and He wants you saved before it's too late. Don't tarry. Allow God to write your name in His book of life. Praise the Lord, Pastor. Let's all stand to our feet. What a very simple and yet very powerful message. What an encouraging message as we consider and think about the reality that our salvation is eternal and secure. But today, as our brother so adequately mentioned, maybe you don't have it settled. Maybe you don't know for sure today if you died, heaven would be your home. In 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 2, the Bible says, For he saith, I have heard thee in a time accepted, and in the day of salvation have I secured thee. Behold, now is the accepted time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. Don't leave here tonight without settling in your heart and in your mind 100% sure that you're on your way to heaven. Don't leave this place without the hope of heaven. Father, we ask, Lord, in this time of invitation that, Father, you would be real in our lives. May your Holy Spirit convict of sin where it is needed. Lord, just the thought that we have that eternal home if we have trusted Christ. To know those mansions are ours, already prepared and readied for us. Lord, thank you so much for that blessed hope and the return of the Lord Jesus Christ that we so look forward to. Now, Father, bless this message, and may our hearts be knit with yours even more so than ever. May we appreciate what you have done on our behalf. May we not take it for granted. Lord, may we ever praise you and glorify you for it. Well, thank you in Christ's name. Amen. With